0: I'm joined here today with one of my close friends and uh, somebody I've known for quite a while. You know, at this age, you don't actually get to know somebody for sometimes more than 10 years. You get busy, you get yeah. lost, you know. We um, might
1: not be alive 10 more years. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we don't see each other often, but luckily, you know, we have Instagram. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have our thumbs to like each other. And,
1: shit. and we see each other randomly at shows and bro down real hard. once For a real. Year. <laughs> we do,
0: man. You know you bro down she when bro. you see the homie. And you hug them, yeah, man. <laughs> That's when you know, like you haven't seen each other, and you know y- you're fond of each other. You know, um,
1: it's been a long journey, man.
0: It has, man. Mm. It has. I am here with Open Mike Eagle. How you doing, sir? I'm
1: doing fantastic
0: when I'm not very tired. The, man, I, I feel you. I just flew in from the Bay Area right now. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty tired, but mm. you know, this is cool, man. I wanted to catch up with you in general. Yeah. Um, I know this isn't your first podcast. Um, you've partaked in a lot of podcasts. Yeah, man. I've had uh one of my own, Secret Skin.
1: Yep. I've uh, I had an adventure time podcast, uh called Conversation Parade. I do I didn't a, know
0: about that one actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's
1: how I got to know all of those people over there before oh, okay. we actually did the show. And uh, I do a wrestling podcast called Tights and Fights okay. every week. Man, and, and you just show up on many people's podcasts. Oh my God. Like my uh if you look me up on like iTunes you know, the bottom section is like all the podcast episodes you're yeah. on. My shit is like legendary. <laughs> absolutely
0: legendary. Damn, bro. Yeah, you are the like the 2 Chains featured podcast. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You are literally. the 2 Chains of podcast, bro. <laughs> Just feature after feature. That's so real. That's cr- I mean, you really, you know, I've known you as a rapper for a long time, but you really kind of got into this podcast comedy realm mm-hmm. you know like how did mm-hmm. that just happen is that something you were just always interested in you or? know the first the first
1: well i guess in a sense it just goes back to me being a big comedy fan like i grew up watching comedy like Same. so i'm always just you remember tours we'd go on like yep. throw on paul f tompkins throw on aziz and zara yep. like that was just part of our thing was just you put me to on comedy. to a lot of those comedians too yeah because i always like stayed hip in that and then the first time i did a show here like a a rap performance at u c b right that's what really kind of like let me know that that was even a direction I could go in right like, right. I would do the raps I wrote, you know at the crib that you know I was basically writing just to amuse myself, but they was my songs, yeah, and that was one of the first places I performed where I felt like people
0: really got them, you know what I mean, like you know what, I was listening. there at that performance. And I think I that was like my introduction to actually some comedians that actually ended up being like hella famous. Which, I think I saw- show? There was one show. I don't know if there was this one, but that one, I that was the first time I saw Donald Glover Oh, no, that wasn't the first one. That was like the third one. Okay, but were you yeah. on that one? Um,
1: there I did do one with Donald Glover. Where uh, Was that Matt Besser's show?
0: Yes. Yeah, that was and his- I was at the show, and that was my first time I even heard of Donald Glover, yeah. and he did a stand-up set, and he was funny as fuck. Yeah, and, and, and then he got interviewed. Yeah, I think there was other cats, too. I think I could have sworn like Aziz and Sarah Silverman.
1: Oh, no, I wasn't. You're t- okay, I think you're talking about the old comedy Death Ray show.
0: It was one of them, one of the things, yeah. one of them was you performing in it, and another one was people testing out their material.
1: Yeah, the testing out okay. the material one, that was Comedy Death Rate. That okay. Scott Ackerman show that became Comedy Bang Bang. Got you, got you. That used to be Comedy Death Rate, and he had the podcast, and they would do the comedy night at UCB. I see, I see. I did um, the Ass Cat Show.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I did
1: that a couple times, and that's how I got to know all those people, too. But like I said, that was the first time like, right. I performed my stuff for a comedy audience, and yeah. it felt like, oh, these people listen, you know, yeah.
0: and like well. That was the one where you you perform it, and they do improv off of your songs, right? Right. Because yeah.
1: Cat is always like the feature improv performers that they have at any given time, like yeah. the, the the Jedi's of the shit. You know what I mean? And so like they love a challenge of being able to create improv off of something that they just. You know, learned right there in the moment. Yeah. And so most times they just pick, like, they'll pick somebody out of the audience and say, Tonight you're the monologist, you tell us a story, we'll create some improv out of it. But occasionally they have guest monologists, and occasionally among the guests, they'll have musical performers. So they had me do a song, talk a little bit about it, and then they start to do improv scenes based on, like, what we talked about.
0: Yeah. No, I remember, uh, like, specifically the haircut song. Yeah. 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 And they did improv off of that. Yep. Yep, and that, that was it like that was the beginning of the path because like
1: the second time I did it I made sure I got video footage of it right and my whole purpose of having this footage was to send two comedians who had musical guests on their show so they would
0: let me be a guest on their show and yeah. that's how I got to know Paul F. Tompkins that's the crazy thing though like to see like okay how, like how the fuck do I fit into this yeah. world as a rapper mm-hmm. so you just like meet them and then like be like could I hop on your show rock a song or they like pretty much was like yo why don't you just do a song on the shit or,
1: um, well what happened with Paul I, I noticed that Paul would have these like dope variety shows at Largo but like he'd have other comics musicians. he'd have musicians yeah. he'd have all of these things and I'm like damn <clears throat> I bet I could fit well on that as a rapper like I am the rapper who could fit on the show and like I would like I used to just hit him up on Twitter like you ever thought of having a rapper at a show and, he, and he's a nice person so he would right. answer and be like oh we're not really looking for anybody right now or oh send me something so when I got the video I sent it to him that's sick and then um, you know I asked him if he saw it and he hadn't seen it yet and then he eventually saw it and then we he, you know he followed me and then we started talking and then he invited me to come do one and, and that was you know through that I met people like James Adomian and um, damn I'm trying to think of who else uh, Paul Gilmartin like y- you know you perform alongside these people and you start to have these relationships. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, like when people know you're willing to, to take part in their shows that way, because what I learned, man, honestly, Comics love musicians because they right. secretly think that music is cooler than comedy. <laughs> <They> <laughs> is that really what it do? is? Yes. You can ask a comedian to do anything as a musician, and they will do it because right. they get so sick of hanging around other comics, and they really genuinely think that everything else is cooler. A
0: lot than of them do. are low key musicians too, though. Yep, like cats are in in bands and shit. Yep. Um, like what's what's. Um, a Fred Armisen, yeah, like yeah, a drummer. He's, yeah, he's a great. Like musician. his whole whole fucking uh, comedy special was around the drummers and, and music genres and shit. And it's amazing with
1: him because he does Portlandia with Carrie. Uh, I can't remember her last name. Yeah, I forget. Who. But she's a music. Like she wasn't even doing comedy. She's yeah. in Slater Kenny, like this acclaimed right. alternative band, right, right. and just happens to be like a goddamn comedy genius too. That's like crazy. out of nowhere, you know.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I feel that. Is music cooler than comedy
1: <laughs> Um, You know what? Music? Damn. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, okay, this is the thing. You and I have seen, like, the dirty underbelly of music. Right. That a lot of people don't see. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk about TV projects. To me, one of the dopest TV projects ever would be something that shows like, what? underground hip hop is really like and how absurd that shit is (laughs) and how ridiculous like when we would be excited to do a show as a group with like 10 other groups. Right, right. You know what right. I mean? And nobody has fans. We're literally just fucking performing for each other and walking out feeling like we just accomplished some shit. Sure. We sold like
0: six CDs, you That's know what I'm mean? saying? And there's a kid out there who's doing the same thing, you know, right, right now, you know, but I don't know I don't know if this t- shit still even exists. It's true. It's you know what I I say is like what's happened now is like since everything's so internet based, you know, kids are like just they're more everybody's kind of more of a bedroom MC. Right. You know what I mean, and like you're looking for a manager before anything else, you know. But you know what,
1: if you look at other genres of music and really just entertainment in general, like the way we did it came up underground. We came up rapping on street corners. Yeah, you can't do that in any other genres, really. Like you can't just like go (laughs) set up out in the
0: street. You know what I mean? Like so, Santa Monica Promenade. Yeah, that's true. But you know you. Cover Bruno Mars songs. <laughs> Make your 12-year-old kid do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that sounds
1: really appealing, actually. But, you know, it'd take a manager to come up with that, I imagine. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, most other genres, um, you have to have all this stuff kind of in place first before you can even, like, like get gigs like, Yeah, shit. I feel you. You know, like, and we come from do-it-yourself, and not every genre has a do-it-yourself it's true component yeah you know? yeah
0: like even rock there was like the punk rock scene that specifically oh, did right exactly
1: yeah. but if you were you know a hair metal band you couldn't just
0: you know what i mean <laughs> you just need a lot it. of shit <laughs> right. you, yeah you gotta have hairspray Fucking and all yeah, of shit. makeup you know your cheeks gotta be hella rosy man. <laughs> that's true you know that's true i think but you know i respected the elements of things where you would gotta set up shit heavy mm-hmm. you know what i mean because now it's like not really that especially mm. with rap shows like cats just pull up very comfortably do their shit Like there isn't really thought That goes into a lot of The live performance aspect. You know I mean I saying?
1: think you know There's a low expect There's a low bar of expectations When it comes to rap shows That's why people who do like invest in their show, like put a little stagecraft in it, people think it's fucking incredible because typically if they buy a ticket to a rap show, they just come in expecting to see, you know, one dude walking around the stage
0: with a cordless mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the spectacle now is actually the individual themselves, you mm-hmm. know, crazy hair color, face tats, all that's that. True. That's, that's true. That's true. You kind of wear the
1: costume 24-7.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I got to give respect to the face tats, man. That's part of the live performance, <laughs> man. You got, man. You're an art crazy. piece yourself, you know? I wonder
1: if I could get like a, a light to follow me around the
0: stage. It just looks like I have a face tat, so I can just take it off. <laughs> that you know, that's the one thing I I I feel like that's fucking me up sometimes. Because I hop on stage, I'd be like, "Damn, I look too normal." Right? <laughs> 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 like I was like, "When did I become normcore?" That's, Fuck, that's it, like, funny. yeah, it really changed over in the last couple I'm years. Like, so did you okay. see? Yeah.
1: Did you see the um, XXL freshman this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's like. Seventy face tats. If you put them all together, man, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, collectively
0: I, I, on one cover, there's I mean, seventy face tats. It was amazing. Like yeah. they all look
1: like the same person.
0: It's just wild, man. You know, I, I, something, I, I wish I had the balls to get a face tat. Sometimes I'm glad wow. you don't. <laughs> I'm glad. You
1: know what happens when I? Well, okay. I mean, it's a bold choice, right? Yeah. But like, I saw a dude with a bunch of face tats yesterday. Okay. Like, just at a like, just like work at in that sweet green store. or
0: something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just I wish it was sweet green. <laughs> yeah. I'd have felt better if it was sweet uh, green. Bro. He was just like in front of me at the liquor store. Okay, and I was fucking terrified. I was <laughs> like, like, it is the most authentic gang banger look you can rock. Right to have a fucking face covered in tattoos, and I'm just like, you, you. Once you make that decision, you like you.
0: That's life yeah. now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't turn that shit off. It though, it does. Th- it I think it. Th- my whole thing is like people just people have tats. That's not face tats. You know what right. I mean? But I think something about the face because your eyes are right there. You look yeah, at them and you're yeah. like, oh shit! Like yeah, because <laughs> you like <can't> avoid- <laughs> you have this moment. Like I want to stare, but I shouldn't. Yeah, like you just gotta focus on their eyes <laughs> and not look at the thing underneath. and it. You want to read that shit, right? <laughs>
1: You want to count the wings on the butterfly, man.
0: I feel that. I feel that. Like,
1: yeah. That's a weird psychological trick now that I think about it. Damn. You cover your face and shit. That'd you be don't Ill. want
0: people to stare at. What if you got like two eyes tatted underneath your oh, eyes, bro? Oh, no. That shit would trip. Like, that'll just make you dizzy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make you yeah, dizzy. It w- I would get
1: vertigo looking at somebody if they had two... Tattooed eyes.
0: I mean, okay, so you're. uh, By the way, uh, your son looks like he's getting crazy older. Yeah, um, he's nine. Last time I saw him, nine years old. On your Instagram, he's like getting there. You know, as a teenager. I mean, he's he's he he has teenager tendencies. Right, a nine year old. Right. I mean, it's probably a lot of the things that you're. Have you seen a lot of your interest and stuff rubbing off on him and stuff?
1: Uh, There's some that he gravitates to, and there's some that he's like runs from. You know what I mean, right. like, um, like snack wise, right? Like he's always happy when we like the same snacks. Word. You know what I mean, like if we like <laughs> the same candy, he's like, ah, oh, that's tight. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: yeah, like he, that's his, He's nine. That's he's right. That is you know the I mean? nine. Like okay, you know your snacks. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks at you like okay, you up on this snack? Like okay, yeah.
1: but like with music. We could not be more divergent. Really, taste class right now. Like, wow. He really, like he really loves the sound of modern like production. Okay. He like he doesn't like older hip hop because he wants to like. I think he's just fully like almost spoiled mm-hmm. by like growing up in a in, in a time where everybody has like a full beautiful mix where you can hear every hi hat right. and every bass line and like if he can't hear that stuff.
0: He doesn't like it. He thinks it's and, outdated. And that's the thing. It's crazy. Even with like you in the household right. and the stuff you're into, he's just like he f- found his own shit. Right. You know? And it just tells you like every, it's more of that sound out there anyway. So yeah. he has more access to that.
1: Absolutely. It's like he'll he's more influenced by the songs he hears right. in the background of NBA 2K. Right. Than anything I play for him. I see. You know what I mean? So when is he getting his face tattoo? I don't, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Not, when when he can fight me and win, it's <laughs>
0: probably like the day after
1: that. Right, right, mm-hmm. right.
0: I mean, I, I just, has he tried to make music and stuff? Or? Yeah,
1: he makes little songs. He's he put, a
0: good freestyler.
1: Really, he can really freestyle like because he was trash like two years ago, right? <laughs> he was garbage. I was <laughs> You were just like, He was, he was trash, bro. he was okay because he used to like, like, half his words weren't real words. So by the way, he was seven, modeling. he
0: was seven two <laughs> he was years seven. ago. He was seven, he was seven, and Mike <laughs> he, just called his son trash. Oh, freestyle so, at seven, so garbage. he was He's like, so Son, gar- that was nice try, but that was trash. <laughs> yeah, it was, it
1: was, it was, but. But, But like uh, you're saying, now he's actually making sense. Now he's using real words and he can go. And he can go for like 10, 15 minutes. He can just go. He freestyles himself to sleep at night.
0: Wow. That's very convenient for you. (laughs) You don't got to read no bedtime. (laughs) Just just go kick a freestyle. You'll knock out right away. Like, we put him in the bed and we hear him, like, because he's rapping loud. Like, we hear him all through the house. Does he freestyle like, like more of the modern patterns and stuff? Like, you know you know like that pocket that cadence and shit I, n- he,
1: nah it really anyway and he's really just putting words together so it's like however it however it comes out that's wild man. yeah he's really he, he i don't know if he's ever going to take rapping like seriously mm-hmm. but he's gonna
0: have the skill and i think right. that's real dope has he mentioned ever like what his rap name is or what he wants to call uh, himself his, his rap name is one life one life. Yeah, it's so that's that's like literally something he mentioned. Yeah, he says it all the time. What's the what's the meaning behind I that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I have no idea.
0: I'd never ask. That him. sounds like some like there's a deep meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's he's like I'm just one life. Just one life. That's wild. This is rap. Spelled one, no Y. I, the I, I. He doesn't
1: know how to spell, so <laughs> it might have a Y sometimes. It Who might knows? be like
0: W O N, like I win at life <laughs> Maybe. constantly. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I just, I just created the deep meaning behind it right there but um man that's dope man and also like it's crazy bro like i don't I all my friends are having kids yeah so. all my friends are dads it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's very different no two very different it, things <laughs> yeah. no like it's okay, crazy because like this makes me and you know i never thought like you know I i always said like if I don't have a kid if I don't have a wife whatever I'll oh, do my thing but I'm getting, getting old well I start feeling like that when my all my friends have kids that are around the same age mm-hmm. and they're like growing up together Yeah, I'm like damn you I want my kids to be you missed the generation yeah, yeah like I want real. my kids to be playing with my friends kids and they grow up together like that'd be tight yeah
1: I mean and everybody says that anyway but Really, your kid ends up playing with the kids they go to school with, <laughs> right? You know right. What I mean, like, like your, your friends' it, kids just hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they beef with each other. They just only they only see each other like once right. a year, once every. few It's just like me and you. Right, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, right, like, right. And it's it's like, like we
0: go to our different schools. Yeah, it's it, just... it,
1: and it's like if me and you had a kid the same age, right? Like, I don't think you would be driving to South LA <laughs> so our right, kids right. could play. I wouldn't be driving yeah. up here. So you, sure. you know what I mean? Like, they end up playing with their schoolmates more
0: I feel often that. than not you know so
1: don't worry you, <laughs> you ain't missing anything. no i invited you're still gonna have friends <laughs> I, I invited uh
0: james uh earlier to maybe sit into and like it's you know james is like one of my first friends that had a kid yeah you know what i mean He's like got a small army now yeah like when i became a friend with him at like 15 i was like oh shit i'm a kid and my f- friend has a kid yeah <laughs> that was like a weird ass feeling you know yeah, what I mean? his
1: oldest is like
0: oh man yeah she's, she's about to go to high school she's I taller think. than both of us yeah it's it's crazy bro and like I, and james like i still hang out with james yeah. you know i still he's still is very he's very youthful you know still. Rap,
1: rappers never grow up it's true it's part of you know that's part of what makes us us i think is that
0: we refuse to like yeah. be adults you know i mean you you'll grow i mean you grow up as a dad yeah you know what i mean i but, think i've gotten younger as i've gotten older though Really? I feel a lot younger now than I did when my kid was born. I mean, I think you just, now I would say you just do a lot more shit. You still have mad energy to go do shit. Yeah. You know, I see you, like, going around, popping up in podcasts, all that stuff. And I'll tell you, like, one thing for me as I get older, I, like, sometimes I just don't want to do shit.
1: Oh, man, you know what? That, that <laughs> happened to me for the first time, like, today. Right. Like, Yesterday I decided that there was a bunch of shit I was gonna do this weekend yeah. that I do not have the energy for. <laughs> you no, know, I so feel I that think
0: it's finally happening. I, I think like top of this year I made this list, and it's not like a New Year's resolution. It's like, okay, I gotta like I try to not be washed list. <laughs> 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 like, ah! No, real talk, because the last two three years I was just getting mad comfortable and being, you know, you start making some money too, and you're just like, I don't, you know. Have to do this or go to this but then i realized top of this year i was like yo you know what no i gotta start saying yes to shit i like Mm. that a lot of successful homies of mine too and they're always down to do shit you know what i mean like go show up and you know do this interview here and there so like this year i was like i'm gonna just say yes to shit and just do it if i have to drive across the city or whatever like i think and i think you got to pick your battles though right like yeah typically Doing an
1: interview is a good thing to do because that shit's gonna live on past the time you were there. Yeah. Like, so I tend to have more energy for shit like that than I do like going to shows or some shit. That's just like
0: that's at a night. tough one. It's just a
1: it, trek. Like that's you know, a
0: tough one. You know what I mean? Because it's like sometimes like it might be good to go to a show. Right. You know what I mean? Like I've I kind of just rediscovered that when I recently went to a show and I made like so many contacts. You know, just it was kinda, a rap show. Uh It was a rap show, but it was like it was more like a album release kind of press thing. You know? It wasn't like just a homies rap show, you know. I think at this point any of our homies if they get mad that we don't make it to the album release, they gotta let it slide. We've gone to a gang of their shows. Yeah, I'm not
1: like I hate going to shows if I'm not performing. Like I I
0: genuinely hate it. It's, it's tough, man, because we got homies that put out fucking 10-plus albums. Like, how, <laughs> You know how many, you know how many releases? Released, that that's a lot of releases. Then that's these, like a fucking anniversary. <laughs> and motherfuckers ain't slowing down with the releases. They are
1: releasing the shit out of stuff. You know, it's... it's it's uh, That's so interesting to me, because you know what that is, man. It's that DIY shit. Right. You know, which is like... It's good to a point. You know, like, how we used to do shit is great until, like... I don't know, at some point, you got to be able to change over to, like, doing it with some sense of, like, business. Right. Oh, you're just fucking spinning your wheels, you know? And I, and I feel like I always try to tell people that shit, but it's like, we have it so ingrained in us that, like, what you do
0: is you make some songs, and then you
1: put right. them out, you make some songs, and then you put them out. But then, like, what are you doing in between? You know what I mean? I,
0: I always try to tell the homies, you know, that's a part of the mistake that a lot of independent cats don't make. Like, they, they don't work smarter. Right. You know, and it's like, it, it's the same kind of thing that happens every time. You know, they just make a project, do a release, do this, do that. You know, um, I, I always tell Kaz, you got to do something a little bit more. You could do the same thing, but make it a release that something something make, else is going make on. Make it
1: mean something somehow. Real shit.
0: I, I just, it make it make it interactive or something <laughs> for the people there doing something. I don't know. Like, yeah, man, I, I, I will say the DIY I learned a lot from you know. Of course, like I don't, I don't want to just be DIY all the time. That's what know? it's
1: there. You know, it's, it's there to learn. It's there to teach. But like, it, when you have people who, and you know, a lot of the a lot of our homies, man, like they're so goddamn talented, man. Right, like, they could be killing it, you know. Yeah, but. I mean, we when,
0: learned that long ago that talent is in all, everything.
1: Right, and, and at some point in your DIYness, you have to learn how to fill in them blanks. Like, how do you learn how to work smarter? You know what I mean? Like, it's true. For yeah. me, it was like going the route of, like, these independent labels. Yeah. And in learning how they do business, learning, like, mm how they spend money to try to sell a record and raise sure. the profile of the record like and try to put a little bit of that knowledge together every time to where i know what to look out for i know what to ask for i know like oh yeah we're gonna have to hire pr and it needs to be this person this person or this person right. or else you know you're wasting your money or or if you and if you like even even just that notion you know what yeah. i mean like the, to me like to me there if you put out an album there's no pr on it. it's like you didn't put it out at all
0: it's so true
1: you know it's, now is it but that is different because like there's always exceptions right and if you've like you know you you made a, made so much like progress and success through like youtube right you know what i mean and when you do things like that where you build your own audience Yeah, then you can sell direct to them without like paying for PR. But like, if you don't have that, you have to do PR.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think you and me are similar in a sense where there was so much press that wasn't fucking with us Mm -hmm. that we kind of had to just create our own shit and our own lanes too. You know what I mean? Like, I still struggle with a lot of that, you know, just doing that. And shit is hard, you know? (laughs) It is hard, you know? But PR is super important. You're right, what you said. I think a lot of homies just put stuff out so fast because as an artist, once you make it, you do get impatient about Mm -hmm. when that's supposed to come out. You know, I've gotten impatient. I put stuff out and I just felt good to get it out. And then after, you know, a couple months passed, I realized, damn, I could have probably been smarter about that release.
1: But that's... (sighs) And I do think there's something to that too, right? Like the biggest acts in the world, they put out mixtapes every now and then. They kind of do just put some stuff out, and that's right. good because you're const- If you're constantly making songs, and you would know that like this isn't like the big release, but the big release is coming like soon, then yeah. you can do that, you right. know. But like the mistake that I see more often is is people like making an album that's like, damn, this is genuinely your. Work your best right. work, your life's work, and you're just kind of throwing it up on Bandcamp, yeah, and saying it's here, right? Like
0: that's kind of yeah, it's, it is a really waste and devaluing your own shit, low key. Yeah,
1: and it's you know, it and you gotta, it's so important to get other eyeballs on it and and get yeah. people interested, like you know, and it, and it sucks at first because yeah, like you, I think the first two maybe three PR campaigns that was you know purchased and. Executed for my shit were complete misfires. You know what I mean? Like just,
0: just actual paid PR. Yeah, and it it didn't do shit.
1: it, It did what it could do, but the thing is, like, at the end of the day, I was an unknown quantity, and all I really had to offer as a press asset at that point was like, "Oh, I got these couple features." Right. You know what I mean? And maybe somebody could take and do something with. Like, all of my producers are unknown. I'm unknown. Like, this is. It's so hard for a PR person yeah. to build a story around true.
0: unknown quantities. You that's know what a, I mean? That's a perfect thing you mentioned because I want to like really specify that to a lot of maybe up-and-coming artists because I've worked with PR in, in that way, too. Like, You really do have to give them something to work you gotta,
1: with. You got to give them some assets. I've been man. in the
0: same misfires. And then if, if you don't give them what to work with, then they're just going to be like, okay, I got... Did on this blog, that blog, that, and that's that's the thing that they right, did, right? And that doesn't mean shit, don't you know what I mean? I mean,
1: and, and it the thing is, it means even less now than it did five years ago. Like right. blogs don't, ain't shit now. Like you know, sure. your your part of your PR campaign back then could have been you taking a day and just emailing blogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But now you can't even do that anymore. For sure, you know what I mean? Like there's there's little to no traction to be gained from that now, man. Nah. It's, it's tough. It's tough out here.
0: It is very, very tough you know? out here, man. It's tough for, I mean, even cats to just continue doing it for over 10 years. You yeah. know, I do respect a lot of the OG cats that's still in it. Like, Run the Jewel is probably one of the most, you know, independently successful dudes who kind of rebranded themselves.
1: But see, they come with the smarts that LP and right. and uh, Amici got doing. Um, Def Jux? Yes. Yeah. They brought all of that know-how. For sure. All of, like, you know, the stuff that they, like, working with Biz 3 all that time. Yeah. Like, and they brought all of that. Biz 3 was,
0: tools. yeah, they, they were definitely one of the edgiest, like, PR companies yeah. doing it during that time. Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, and Mass Appeal was ready to, like, spend the money and take the risks of putting things out for free at first and drumming up interest, like, and it was a big plan. And then yeah. it bore fruit. And see, in, in that instance... You know, LP coming from underground New York, raucous Killer Mike coming from Atlanta, Dungeon yeah. Family. You got a great story to tell that That's too. true. Yeah. and you put that together with good music, and like you know, good presentation, and then yeah,
0: and you know those I mean? two are really survivors yes. of this game. I think yes. that's the biggest thing is like. Yo, you got to be a survivor and you yeah. got to have a survivor mentality yep. if you're trying to do this longer than 10 years. Like,
1: and, and that's the thing. There's a lot of great stories of like hip hop reinvention. Yeah. And like that's always a good PR narrative. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you look at um, Doom, Doom is yeah. a big one, uh, you know, diggable planets to Shabazz palaces. You know right, what I mean? Like right. that's a good one. Um, you even look at like Fonte from like Little Brother to uh, Foreign Exchange, you know right, what I mean? Like right. there's all these reinventions and that's like, that always helps when you can think about it that way. Like,
0: are we getting old enough where we're ready to, to reinvent ourselves? Yeah, we should have did it <laughs> a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of late honestly. on this. So we're, we're late. Okay, we're are, some cocoons don't, you know, hatch as quick, you know what I'm saying? We should probably
1: reinvent ourselves into doing what we used to do because nobody saw it anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo, I always think about that. I'm like, yo man no i feel that i feel that that's crazy man that's, i'm gonna reinvent myself wearing this pigeon mask there right you go because this is my biggest fear i'm scared you, as fuck of birds pigeon john <laughs> <laughs> sorry pigeon john i'm yep. coming for Here's you i'm coming pigeon for you bro you the real pigeon John. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be so hot uh now you know what i was thinking about you know the same kind of crazy thing with so much flooding the the streets with music everything is kind of happening with comedy too mm. i just saw you know like netflix is releasing like that's two, just 200 something comedy specials in the next year yeah. or something there, like um,
1: there's there's no I, you know i think I, I think netflix is really i don't know i think that's a mistake right. you know i think like they're coming from being a platform that was like very exclusive almost and not necessarily in comedy but everything else right so like they had like two or three one hour drama series that they kind of hung their hats on and it was right. like oh netflix is making this and it kind of meant this like stamp of quality and now like they're putting that stamp on so much stuff you can't even keep
0: up with it well they're gonna i think i think it's worse for comedy yeah it is it, it's really uh, if i was like I mean, but but it's hard because he, all these comedians they're getting opportunities to make yeah. money, and you know? yeah,
1: and that's the thing is Netflix has all the money, right? And, and so like they're like what they're paying is just blowing everything else out of the water, right? You're, they, I, from what, what I've learned, um, working alongside stand-ups is that like Netflix money, is like changing their whole market. You right. know what I mean? Like where. It used to be a good idea to do any five-minute spot you could do on TV. Now, Netflix has made your 15, 20 minutes, your hour, so valuable. Right, You don't want
0: to give five of it away mm-hmm. for under X
1: amount of dollars. That is you know crazy. know I
0: mean? Yeah. I mean, do you think like comedy, is this because the value of com- comedy and comedians has gone up in general? Like, it's become a very like... Flashy job now, you know what I mean. It's not as gritty and grimy, maybe as it was. You know, it's hard to tell. It's like guess, rap, right? Like everyone wants to get paid for shit now. True, no that, one wants to do shit for drink tickets and and gas money. But,
1: but in comedy, they do still do a lot of that, though. Like, and, and that's that was one fucking horrifying lesson for me to <laughs> learn. Like, comedians, will, like they'll they'll go up for free. Like they will. Like they, and that kind of it's kind of how their whole industry is kind of built on all of them being willing on most nights to go somewhere and right. do five, 10 minutes for free because that's part of how they get better. You so always like, have
0: to do that. Yeah. Right.
1: So outside of like the five, 10 biggest names in comedy, everybody else is down. Everybody else can be booked for free. And what that means is like, I, I've done comedy shows where like two days before the show, we'll get this email. Like, Oh, everybody, we got great news. Y'all are getting paid for this show. <laughs> right. And people are like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then like, it'll be like 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no.
0: You know what I mean? I remember doing my like first set at like Laugh Factory, and that's yeah. what it was. Like yeah. it was like 10, 20 bucks, something like that. And people are fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 dope to get a check from a legendary spot like of that course. too. That's tight you know what I mean but
1: it's just but it what it let me know is how different just the, it the, is the scale was yeah you but know? even
0: the t- biggest comedians in the world do that yeah they'll go and do the set you yeah. know what I mean um, They'll jump
1: up and do some do some time for free I mean you know I think the big difference though is those guys who can get paid will get paid if you're advertising them you know what I mean right. then, then they're getting dope but like they'll jump up you know what I mean for free if they're not announced and do like special guest shit they'll do for a lot less you know
0: Netflix is crazy, man. They'll be like... Tens of thousands of titles, and it still takes me 15 minutes to find some shit to watch. It's
1: true. You know what I hate about. Well, and I don't. This
0: is not a shit on Netflix section, but. No, no, no. Of course. Know, I plan to do some work with y'all as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if y'all listening,
1: if y'all listening, just that thing y'all do where once you hover over a title, it just
0: starts. <laughs> Cut that shit oh, you, off. You mean when they play the trailer of it? Yes. Yeah. I no, don't want to hear every trailer. That's That depends on your app you're using. Okay, I'm using. uh I'm going through, you're probably through Roku. T- oh, you on see, TV, yeah, you yeah. don't do that on Apple TV.
1: Oh, that's yeah. interesting.
0: Or if like sometimes it does that if you're only using the TV app yeah. that comes with the TV, it'll yeah. start that. I don't like see, that.
1: So that's shit. some bullshit. Yeah. Why are you punishing me for watching your app through a television? No. Nobody wants all of that <laughs> noise for some shit you're not even gonna watch i just want to read the description <laughs> i want to start looking at it
0: and sometimes they don't even have the trailer for it so they'll make their own little trailer for it. <laughs> just using the generic music on it but uh what's your favorite uh comedy special out right now damn what's the last one I saw I'll, I'll name a couple I that i like you yeah. know what i'm saying uh
1: let me see. Did you just ask me a question so you can give your own answer? <laughs> no, is, that, is that what you just did? <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go, you go <laughs> no, no, first. No, no, go no, first. That's a good I, trick. I'm going to remember that for my podcast. No, no. I, I,
0: I don't think any of the... I don't have necessarily Most recent ones for me Yeah I just remember like And I think that's what it should be Like everyone should have Their favorites But it doesn't You know there's so many Recent ones that Yeah I honestly Like the last one That I remember watching Was uh, Chris Rock's
1: latest And that was like six, Tambourine Yeah that was like Six eight months ago Or something But that's what like, I'm right?
0: saying Like a new stand up Comedy special Should be like Two years ago Like right. that should still be new Right yeah You know true. what I mean well, Like they are coming. They're coming they, I yeah. fucked with Tambourine Though I like that shit I like Tambourine Tambourine was like
1: wild. It me. was I just he, went, he went in and to get that
0: personal, he you got know? he went in, bro. Yeah. He was like, I'm addicted to porn. like, damn, Chris. I didn't, I, I kind of didn't even know about that side right. of him, low key. You yeah. know, what I mean, um, I like Chelsea Paredes. I didn't see hers. Oh man, I thought her shit was fire, bro. She's definitely one of the most slept on. Uh, female comedians so what's up like. with
1: you in comedy like are you still like
0: dabbling yeah. in that or? of course I love comedy I, it's always like gonna be a part of even what I do in hip hop and rap so
1: fucking good at like just bantering you know what that's, I mean that's like, always
0: been my thing like in between songs yeah, is why dude, I practice you it. were you would fucking have the, a whole
1: room rolling dude just bullshitting in between
0: songs it's always been my kind of thing like every rapper I feel like has something that like you have to kind of do that, adds on to when not just rapping. Right. right. You know what I'm it's saying? Gotta,
1: it's got to be multifaceted in some yeah, way. Yeah, like or Steve
0: another. Aoki throws cakes on people's faces, and you know, um, other cats are like in the mosh pit, hopping in the mosh pit, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, stage diving. My old thing was kind of like doing some kind of comedy bit in between a song that sets up the next song. Right. You kind of do this too. Mm-hmm. You kind of do the same mm-hmm. thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I saw you perform recently, and you had that song about uh, furniture. Oh, yeah. Uh, eat, eating, eating furniture. Eating, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like this doesn't really make sense to you. Like a rapper making a song about eating, like expensive shit. But way too, way too. That's not food. But when way you hear it, good. it's like it, it made complete sense of shit. And it was like an ultimate flex, low key. Yeah, no, I, you <laughs> it's know. Like, I'm a pretty humble guy, but that song's fucking perfect. It's pretty flexible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I talked to you about that because that song particularly stood out to me and yeah. I, I told you, I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like a crazy song. Yeah. And you mentioned like that's a song that's coming up on your next show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have you have a comedy you have you had a show development deal with Comedy Central that's yeah. coming out.
1: They it's, bought they bought a season of uh of the televised version of a live show that I do at UCB called yo. The New Negroes. Yo, congrats, bro. Thank you,
0: man. That is so tight, man. Yeah, it's a lot of goddamn work, too, as I'm sure you're well aware. That's no, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't gone into a whole development with like a network and shit, but that's dope. I mean, especially with a network like Comedy Central. Yeah. And, and the show sounds really interesting. It sounds like some shit I haven't really heard. Like, yeah, what, it's nobody's done this. What's what's the, what is it? What is it exactly? I
1: mean, it's just like we do the show live, you know, and, and when we do the show live, like it is uh, me and Baron co hosting and bringing up stand ups and then. I do two songs like throughout the show, and that kind of breaks up the stand-up acts. Uh, but that's like an hour and a half. Um, our show's in half an hour. Mm-hmm. So we're doing, me and Baron co-hosting, bringing up three comics, and uh, we have a
0: music video for every episode. Oh shit. Yeah. Is, is it like, is there like social commentary? I absolutely. mean. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, you know
1: some heavier than others, of course.
0: But, right. Yeah. I mean, the title is "New Negro," so right. I had to ask. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, is it like, are you getting like black comedians, or yeah, what's the vibe? It's all black. It's all black. All black. It's a very black show. It's the blackest show <laughs> you've seen in <laughs> it, years. It's like if the show is like if it was a meeting of black student union, uh, but could call co- <laughs> the comedians in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's it. I even even though like the whole the whole point of the show is this right. The whole point of the show is it like, to say that black comedy and entertainment is not just one thing. Right. So the whole thing is presenting this variety of voices. Some people are just fucking straight hood, and some people are right. super introspective, yeah. petty. Like the whole point of the show is to expose all of those facets. You right. Know I mean? That's the whole point. It's the it. new negro. The new negroes. Yeah. It's it's uh, the title comes from this. Um, this anthology that came out around the time of the Harlem Renaissance because right. like that was part of this thing called the New Negro Movement. You know what I mean? Oh shit. It was like that. just post-Reconstruction right. and like, you know, black people, what well, this is like their first chance to like define what it meant to be like a black American. Right. And so like we're trying to do the same thing.
0: You know there's gonna be a gang of, white people very
1: uncomfortable with saying oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> Believe me, we've been through pilot testing, so no, we have seen. As you're
0: a Comedy Central office, like, yeah. by the way, we love the new yeah new, new your show is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's, it's uh, we've we've had so many funny stories already. Like the the production designers, this guy named Gary, Gary Corden. He's done like, you know, the Key and Peel set, like all right. the every just every iconic set you've seen on Comedy Central, he designed. Right. Yeah. Um he was telling us in one of the meetings that like he was at you know FedEx Kinkos trying to print up some of the designs and like people were trying, oh to, people were trying to like ask him if he needed help. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm all right. right. <laughs> He's got these giant oh new my necros. God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's been
1: it's been an adventure. The name has definitely been did an you, adventure.
0: Is, did anybody even like try to fight that in the network? I'm just curious about it because I know even like. Eddie Wong when he was doing Fresh Off the Boat, yeah, like, yeah. they had a problem with that, hmm. you know? And, but um, he like he was like, no, nah, we're not changing. It. I don't think anybody
1: had a problem with it. Because it, part of the reason that they wanted it and they liked it is because it's provocative, right? Now, when we went through pilot testing, uh, they found out that it did scare some people, it so did. then there were some conversations about it then, but it wasn't like y'all should change it. It was like we need to, like, we need to like unpack this for people you know what i mean so right. we kind of had to like do some things to like address the title in the oh, show
0: okay you so you do I mean? address it maybe give like the history lesson yeah, on it all of that okay all of that i've always that's won. how
1: i know the history lesson so right. well because <laughs> I've, I've said it in front of a camera a lot now.
0: right 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 right. like by the way for those that <laughs> may feel uncomfortable right no nah, I, I uh i've I love the concept behind, it, obviously, just mm-hmm. having a all black mm-hmm. like you know presence on a show, like because I wanted, I wanted to do something similar with like. Um, and make it have that feel of, like, an Asian club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, like... Because I've done so many shows at, you know, universities where I'm playing shows for, like, Asian student unions yeah, yeah. and Korean student organizations. I was like, what if I I've had... done sh- some of those shows with you, and <laughs> yeah. it sucks to be me. I, 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 I have taken so many of my friends for different, like, one-off shows of those, you know? Because I'm like, I don't want to be alone here. <laughs> also, you're like, I've, t- I've taken Anderson to a gang of those shows, yeah, you know? Yeah. um, And it was... It was. They found it interesting, too, you know what I mean? But I always wanted to kind of recreate that feel with, like, what my Asian student union would look like, right, you know, right, but on, right. like, a show, right. you know what I mean? It's and tight. I thought that would be tight. That would be. Yeah, I want to call it uh, Asian Secret Society-ass ASS, ASS. Like, a, like, Asian Student Union. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. No, you should, you, I think there's, I mean, I feel like there's an audience for that, right? I feel like it just... It's all progress, you know. Anytime you do a, like a new type of thing, you got to kind of familiar familiarize the whole country or you know pop culture with Man, it. And I, I don't know, know exactly
1: if, what you mean. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I don't I don't know if Asian culture is there yet in a sense. You know what I mean? I always think about that, like because we always want to share our stories, but right. you have to share it in a particular way. True. You know. And I always say that, especially like you know, I'm fans of like master of none issa ray with insecure and donald glover with atlanta and w- one thing i always say they do a good job of is like they were outsiders of their own community so you're able to tell those stories of your own shit, but an outside perspective that kind of helps everybody see right. it a little clearer
1: that's really real
0: that's real t- and I, I always tell that because i have so many homies in my own city like in k-town that always want to tell their little Koreatown stories, but they're so in this bubble, like they expect everybody to know to what just the fuck is They get expect off everybody the to get
1: every reference
0: all day, and then that's that's the trick, you know. what I'm saying it's that to translated it as an outside perspective, but knowing really well the inside of community too. Damn. You have to really be familiar with it. Uh, uh, Aquafina's show should be coming out soon. Shouldn't yeah, it? she's 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 uh, literally just uh, got back from shooting something in China, and right now she just jumped into the production there of it so working on the pilot Dumb. so she, you know and I, i've read her stuff she's kind of in that same realm right because she's been that too you know she's been from she's like brooklyn you know girl her dad who's like um, a chinese dude is like a straight up new yorker you know you look at the chinese dude he's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> like he's like a third generation like uh, you know chinese dude in new york you know what i mean so that's kind of a cool feeling. And, I like seeing that because it also gives the audience a thing. Like I think we're also used to seeing immigrant Asian right. families, not knowing that there's generations of and Asians here too.
1: Y'all did the documentary.
0: Yeah, that was on Netflix. Yeah,
1: I mean, how did how did that go? How did that go for you?
0: Like the how, documentary. Yeah,
1: the the experience of it and, and and the reception.
0: I mean, it was dope. Like, cause all three of the other guys highlighted in the documentary are really good friends of mine too. So it was like Aquafina, Rex Dizzy. And lyrics, and uh we always have a funny joke because after the documentary, at the end, it's like two years after, and we they see like where we're at mm-hmm. and shit, and we have this joke about Aquafina. In the beginning, she just looks all grimy and like this, and then at the end, she's just like this rich lady with like a fur coat. Running <laughs> and- <laughs> Things are going well, yeah. We it, it just have this ongoing joke, like her makeup and everything just looks better, like. <laughs> but is this, and we're all well, the rest of us are like. Yeah, we're still doing our thing. <laughs> do, do you feel like that helped
1: push the narrative along in terms of, like, getting the culture ready to, like, see some more stories
0: well, like I, that? I don't think, you know, the documentary, I love the run it, it had. I don't think everybody's seen it. Right. so it's they I haven't seen it, so. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. He sounds, like, <laughs> unclear about what he's trying to ask right now. No, no, but I, I, I think things like that do help you know what i mean i think if anybody watches that they'll understand what it is like to be an asian person in hip-hop right. you know what i mean and also kind of know the history of it because it also tells the history and be- before it like it tells you about like jen's thing and oh damn does it talk about like mountain brothers and shit it like, does. like oh damn that's it, tight. it really before that's super dope before going into highlighting us four it really sets up the context of it there's like OG like historian Asian dudes in hip hop in it, you mm-hmm. know Oliver Wayne and like Jeff Yang, like people are in it talking about it and talking about Asians' involvement even in hip hop in like DJ culture and mm-hmm. breakdance, and then it goes into highlighting us four, and it was actually it's it's kind of cool in the way they highlighted us four too because you know Aquafina is probably like the only female Asian American like rapper that's out there. There's more, but she's more the, probably the most prominent you know right. what I mean and then um Rec is just like he's on that grind do, trying to do his thing so he's currently in that shit. Right. Rick's in that thing and Lyrics has like this other struggle with like his family business at the dry cleaner yeah, to like yeah. his struggle with re- religion and Christianity right. so yeah. all these individual struggles kind of paint everybody's struggle at once Yeah, you know what I mean so I think they did a good job on it and of course it helps paint the narrative but it's still on there, right? Yeah. Okay, good. But I, I, I promise <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Well, if, you're, if you're scrolling through 15 minutes, you don't know what to watch, watch that. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I will say I do think, I always talk about this where, you know, a lot of us are older. In the documentary, we're older than the youth of hip hop. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking kids from like 16 to like 25 sure. doing shit. And like, the thing about it is nowadays, I feel like these narratives don't even matter to them. You know what I mean? I say this because I do shows and I do panels and I get approached and questioned about things like cultural appropriation, right? Sure. And usually the people who ask that shit ain't black people. Right. It's literally young Asian college kids who just have that fervor of like, oh, you know, I want to get involved and talk about the cultural space and everything that's going on, you know, race, Mm -hmm. the conversation about all that. And like... What I realize is like kids, young kids don't have conversation about that. I'm mm. talking like young kids in hip hop because they're the product of people who've had conversations for years Damn. about that. You know so what I like, mean?
1: So you find that they're does that make them more accepting
0: of other cultures, or it just mean they don't think about I it? I think they are more accepting, but I think there's things that they don't also think about. Like for instance, like young kids, you know, saying the N word to each other, right? right? Like that still happens. You know what I mean? And it's like how does that how do you, we deal with that, right? Is that like progress in a way where no one you know is no it's not it? no, no I, know, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like they it's like not even right. in the thought process of it, you know what I'm saying and it's like it's a it's a weird it's a tough position for older people to be put in because it's like we're having the conversation for them, really hmm. you know what I mean but yeah, i guess I guess that's the thing though to me anything
1: that Skips the having of the conversation and, and moves straight into some right some position like the issue doesn't matter to me always seems like a negative you know what I mean right right then you're not really like dealing with any pain you could be causing anybody or or historically you know what I mean like you that's, can't to me like I anytime I'm seeing people rushing and like skip over that I'm like ah no nah, and not I I,
0: I think that is a problem though I think it's a problem when young people ain't involved. Mm. You know, I think that's more of it. Is, more of it is like they could be like on some hippie shit and be like no, now we're just, you know, we're just doing it. But right. like, no. like but it's
1: not even, a, no thought to it. Yeah, and it. they're
0: gonna care more as they get older. Exactly, because that youthful phase, you're just kind of doing
1: whatever it, anyway. It, you know, you don't start thinking really until later also on. Being on some
0: hippie shit is like easy way out. Yeah. I've done that shit <laughs> most of my life. So let me tell you, it is an easy way out. It, it makes it a little bit easier to not have conversations, awkward right. conversations right. too, about race or nothing like that. You know, because I hate, one of my, one of
1: my many twitter pet peeves right is when like you know let's say the emmy nominations just came out somebody's like well um this is the first asian woman nominated for emmy or right. uh only you know two black actresses were nominated for emmys and somebody's like can we just make it about performance and not the pigment of their skin But that's I'm the like, all lives matter shit exactly that's and, all th- and, and, and all of that Is seeking to do all that seeking to do is to skip over the conversation and get to this idealism where everything's okay. Everything's fucking not okay. Yeah. I'll tell you this too. A lot of times it it can be dudes of any color talking like, like when it comes to women, you know what I mean? Or, Oh fuck. Like I saw some, um, this, this lady that works for sports illustrated, they're apparently they were hiring and she was definitely saying like i'm part of the hiring committee and hiring committee and i'm definitely looking to like help young women get into this field right and these dudes were like that's not fair <laughs> you know I'm like but like it, you know what i mean they're missing the point because they think that like they think that if a dude can't get this job then yeah. somehow that's regressive like no that's how you address years of inequality you know what i mean is you start kind of looking out and being aware of making sure that like you know that people are getting opportunities
0: i I mean i also think it's very telling of that individual's willpower and drive Mm. i really do you know what i mean because like if you have the confidence in yourself these other accomplishments from other people were ways in should not matter right. there's thousands of ways to get into things you know what i'm saying Yeah. and that's the thing what happens is
1: in a lot of ways where you're the dominant culture so like you know um white is the dominant you know race historically uh men have been dominant gender wise like people don't understand how much access they've had just being in that position And so, like, the thought of somebody taking the time to make sure that it's not like automatically a man in that spot, then men feel like they're losing something. No, you're not losing
0: shit. That's a toxic masculinity, man. It's real. I which I don't participate in, ladies, I want you to know. <laughs> holla at your boy. Uh, <laughs> holla at, holler at your man. <laughs> holler at <laughs> your That that. I, I just imagine that being like an Uncle Sam poster, like holler at your man. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious, bro. Um, so, yeah, when can we expect the show?
1: Uh, it's looking like it's going to come out um, early next year. Is when it's looking okay. like it'll
0: be on, here. is there a lot of post stuff that goes into
1: something like that? Like... Um, yes, but mostly because we have these music videos.
0: Oh, okay, so if
1: it was just a stand up, it would have all been completely done already. But are you,
0: know. you so in the music videos, is it mainly you rapping in it? Yeah, well, it's me and a bunch of collaborators, and I can't, I can't name them yet. But yo, that's tight, you're gonna literally come out with like an album, bro. basically. Eight, that's five, eight, eight original songs with eight. Dope guest stars. Yeah, without features, you had to pay for out of your pocket. Exactly, <laughs> not a one. You see, y- y'all thought he was trying to make a TV show. He was just trying to make an album <laughs> with free money. That's right. That that's Ex- fire. That's that is really dope. How except, many? Except like
1: Comedy Central owns all of it.
0: Yeah. Hey, sometimes <laughs> you gotta you know give and take these things, man. That's real. That's cool. But you got to collaborate with a lot of artists that you probably looked up to. Right? Oh my god, it's been. Can you uh, name amazing. a few? Or? I wish I could. Okay, it's all read, good. Yeah, it's all but, good.
1: Yeah, but they're like. People I'm fans of, people I'm intimidated by, like... you told
0: me, so I know, trust me, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, that's tight. And, but were these, some of these cats, like, that you looked up to, you've know, known them before? or I would say, like, out of the eight, like, probably three of them I knew before. You know, right.
1: And the other five or like relationships that might have been just out of arm's reach might have had a mutual friend or something. You know what I mean? And yeah. then Like they got hip to it and dug what we was doing. And, you know, we made it happen.
0: And I'm sure you've you've you have a lot of like these new black comedians that are like popping right yeah. now too on it. too. Absolutely. Right. It's it's, uh,
1: it's I mean, I think we've made a really great television show. You that's right. Like this really funny and really thoughtful and really different. Like how we, many we episodes decided. is just it? Eight so far. Eight. eight. Okay, eight. cool. Yeah, and
0: and and everything's coming out. Yeah. Like those eight episodes are coming out. Mm-hmm. That's that's so sick, bro. I'm so stoked. Like oh, literally man, knowing it's, you. It's very fucking exciting. Like, I, I met I, this dude literally at the open mic we Project grew up Blood, in Project yeah. blowed And just one week, this dude comes in, we don't know him like all the LA kids, even mm-hmm. he's from Chicago. So like, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> and it starts freestyling and we automatically are like, okay, you're tight. Yeah. I feel like it is a kind of like really bullying kind of system oh, it was there. Terrible. Because you're just like, you favor the better people there. And, and, and you
1: know, the thing with, with me too though is that like when I came, uh, and that was when I moved here in 04. Right. Yeah. But I had come before that when I was like visiting, and so I knew how to do it this time. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'd come in like, you know, wide-eyed and right, right, fucking right. open-hearted and shit and just got like completely demolished right and humbled and all of that shit you know what i mean so when i came back like part of moving back here was like oh no i'm gonna like go to the project blowed and they will not be able to get rid of me yeah
0: you know what i mean it's it's even like when we chose up on like forming a crew it was literally just like Okay, he's tight. He's tight. Yep. He's tight. When, we'll take those guys. When, when it's like getting together. picked like last for like dodgeball or something, <laughs> right. and like you just get left there, and which just suck. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah man. man. But we
1: really, we, you know, we 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 put the cream of the crop together, man. That was you know, fun, we really man. did, and 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 everybody was so goddamn talented. You know,
0: I mean, a mo- majority of us are still rapping. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, I think everybody from the Project Blow is going to fucking rap forever. Even it's true. if it's just like on the way to work. You you know might, know yeah, man? you might be at your company's Christmas party. Yeah, p- pick going for it. They're not even ready. <laughs> like one of the OGs of Project Blowed, who's like one of the oldest dudes, like Mike and Nine, yeah. is like, he freestyle. He's a freestyling machine. He's incredible. Like, we'll be anywhere and he would just go off. And I've, like, anytime I don't decide to participate that night, I'm like, I'm a sellout. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what happened to me? I'll go home, look in the mirror, like, what happened to you? <laughs> no, it just feels like that.
1: bro. You add that so you're trying not to
0: be washed up list. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is on my, it's on my list, man. I, I, I mean, like, how do you, like, you have like a full on family, you know, I always ask this to like rap dads and shit, you know, like, how do you balance that? Cause I feel like, especially with your wife, you know, mm-hmm. when you have a partner and something like that, you have to have, be really fair with the way you split your time, you know, yeah. and things you might want to do all the time, it's a sacrifice. You know what I mean? What that's mean? A,
1: I think I got used used to not doing most of it pretty quick, you know, right. because and and the thing is, like, you know, and and less now than before. But I used to tour a lot. Yeah, you did. Like, yeah. And it's kind of just chilled out a little bit now. But doing that as much as I was doing it, when I was home, I barely ever left the house. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Because it had to be some. Really incredible thing happening for me to want to leave if I'm gone half the damn time anyway. And I will say, doesn't things change if you're bringing home more bread? Oh,
0: God. <laughs> and that's the other thing about those tours we used to go on where I would that, come back poorer but that, I but that, that's what I, I, I That's in particular is what I, what I mean is that because you know, a lot of the come up stuff we were doing, yeah. it ain't making that much money. It wasn't. So I also think that way now. It's like, of course, it's not all about the money, but it has to be worth that time because time is valuable you know what i'm saying absolutely so like i i know even for a lot of my homies like things did change when you're bringing home the bread absolutely you have a lot more freedom you yeah.
1: know my wife clowns me for the shit i used to do like like <laughs> the amount of money i used to leave the that house that is for, hilarious she clowns it's like the go to your underground ass shit
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 it was so ridiculous dude like i would like fucking drive to the Bay to do a show for like a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Oh like I would gosh. do that shit like because at the time it was just like anything. Right. Anything. You know? And I remember like when I first got a booking agent and I started to see like the offers that were coming in I'm like like they'd be like oh they're only offering 500 we should turn it down. I'm like,
0: turn it down? <laughs> like what,
1: what do you mean? It's, you it's,
0: know? It's those things like you learn you get scared to yeah, ask yeah, yeah. for more and that, that fear is just You got to eliminate that fear. Yeah,
1: I had to learn that. I had to learn that, man, because I... You know, because I had to start thinking of it in terms of like you know my manager, my agent. Like I employ these people, and for them to right. work with me, we have to bring in enough money to make that's all this shit make sense.
0: That's a hell a good point, yeah. man. So
1: if they feel like they can get more money, let them, because that's their money.
0: <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And if anything, they I mean they they should fight for more because of it. They do, yeah, they, they, they do if you let them. That's true. You and know that, what I mean? Though actually, that is the way that I started asking for more. It wasn't really me. It was like my manager.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I still mean either. I don't I don't talk to nobody right.
0: about money. If it wasn't my real manager, it was a fake manager I made up <laughs> as as my manager, uh, Finkelstein. Uh, Jay Finkelstein at dumbfounded.com. Uh, my original manager, which was actually me. And and, and, um, and you know I could, what? <laughs> and I could just be the asshole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, my client will not do it for this amount. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's true. I mean, that's a old hustle that we all did.
1: Absolutely, too. especially coming from DIY, we all had to pretend we had representation because
0: yeah. people don't take you seriously. If it's, you don't, it's it's you know? easier because I wasn't good at being an asshole. Honestly, yeah. you know, um, not for money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could be a regular for asshole for free. Yeah, you are yeah, going to yeah. be an asshole for free. Yeah, that's tight, man. Anything else you got going on, or
1: um, well, when would people hear this?
0: Uh, theoretically, I, I think probably two three weeks. Three weeks most. I think uh, I'm gonna probably put yours out earlier.
1: Um, I'm gonna be, you know, I got a couple shows in New York, uh, mid August, maybe just one, and then, um, uh, I have some tour dates and all that stuff posted. Just check in it uh, check me out at Twitter at, at Mike underscore Eagle or uh mikeeagle.net is my website. But uh, I always have new tour dates and, um, I have some announcements about like new merch, new tour dates, and some new music soon.
0: That you know I. It's so crazy about like how you got into the comedy game because you're not like necessarily doing stand up, right. but you're doing comedic things. Right. You know what I mean? Like and, and I feel like the new generation of comedy, that's kind of what it is, mm-hmm. too. There's so much like lanes of comedy. It's, yeah. Like even Hassan, you know, his special was right. like this kind of like it was like a one man show kind of talking about his right. life more and, than and anything. That's, that's
1: really what it is, man. If you figure out how to tell your story in an entertaining way, then you're there right you know, like that's that's honestly the part i've always missed is that i've never really made it about me like i make it about me like theoretically i make it about me in terms of what my values are but i've never really made it about me it's like my journey yeah you know what i mean and i feel like that's you know once you figure out how to do that,
0: it's when you're fucking there you and know? i'll tell you what like if i could give any advice to like you know Young people coming up And try to tell their stories Through either TV, film Or music, whatever One thing I'll say is like When you start taking these meetings With people who are the The gatekeepers of this You can just Tell them your story Yes Because like literally They will be like Blown away right. by that shit right. Like motherfuckers don't Hear Typical stories Especially from people of color Who might have like Different journeys and shit And like,
1: you, know, you know what You know when that becomes Really valuable too And I'll, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give y'all this free <laughs> <all right? laughs> you go okay He's charging now. That's the Comedy Central shit. When you start getting to the point where you're doing pitch meetings, your story starts that pitch. Your story informs that whole thing. Like your your like your story gives the emotional weight to whatever the fuck it is you're trying to sell. Hell yeah! always start with that shit
0: and how it connects to what the fuck you want to put on TV. Oh, for sure, man. I I will tell you right now, like. Young people, people, young people of color too. Don't run away from your shit. Yeah, you can't. Don't, do not run away from your, your, that's your. That's your seat at the table. Don't run away from your people. Yeah. <laughs> do not. Don't throw your shit under unless the your people are trying to murder you <laughs> and then run away from your people. No real shit though. No, that's good advice, man. Yo, good looking out. Thanks for coming, bro.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: Anytime. Uh, make sure you check out Open Mike Eagles' new show, New Negroes, yep. on Comedy Central coming out. Early two thousand nineteen, all the music you put out, a gang of projects too. Yeah,
1: man, I got like six albums
0: out or something. Are you, like that, are, you are you going to have another project before the show comes out? I probably will. I can't oh my help god, it. that's another release it, show I got to go to. God damn it! <laughs> I don't even have release shows. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, that's what's up, man. Thank you. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for another episode. Uh, leave some comments below with some guests you guys want to see on the show. So peace. Peace.